For the first time ever, I am thrilled to say we have an official sponsor for the Dirk Talk podcast, and that's Ariat. I've worn Ariat boots on every job site I've visited over the years, traveling in them across five continents. More importantly, I have yet to find a single project where working folks, unlike me, are not wearing Ariat boots and workwear in every condition imaginable. And there's really good reason for that. And that's because it's phenomenal stuff. And the more I've learned about Ariat and the company, the more I've loved their brand. So with this, Ariat is offering any Dirt Talk listener 10% off their next Ariat order at ariat.com slash Dirt Talk. That's 10% off boots, jeans, and workwear at ariat.com slash Dirt Talk or at the link in this episode's description. With that, let's get to the show. Yeah. All right. Dirt Talk, Monday edition. It is upon us. We are recording the last episodes of Dirt Talk for the whole year. For the whole year. Who knew? Whole year of 2021. Who knew? 2021 was pretty quick because 2020 was 2020. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like we got to 2021. Oh, cool. We're in 2021. Here we are already going to 2022. Yeah, that's kind of nuts to me. Also, my birthday, February 22nd. Mm -hmm. So 222. It'll be 222. 2022. A lot of twos. On a Tuesday. <laughs> uh, though, no one be confused. Aaron will not be turning 22 that day. Uh, he very that much will that not. would be sick. That would be uh-huh. super cool. There's somebody, there are people out there. There's somebody who has, is having a very golden birthday. That's, that's as golden as it gets. That's what yeah. they call it, right? Is he turning like, you know, when I turn 24 on the 24th. Isn't that called that? I think so. Um, Maybe it's yeah, like a new uh, thing. No, 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 no. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, de- it depends what day your birthday is in the month. So if your birthday is the 22nd, 22nd. Yeah, year, that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's yeah, not yeah. To, the, to the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not that it really matters. I, I don't know. The whole birthday thing is. It's a racket, man. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you. Uh, I turned 33 this year. What did I get out of it? It, <laughs> <laughs> it just, it becomes, it, it just becomes. Okay, cool. It was like, oh, P.S. Happy birthday. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. Great. Awesome. Sick. <laughs> I I find a lot more value in the year turning over than me turning my year over, if that makes sense. Like from a reflection standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. New Year's, there's way more reflection that goes into, wow, it's 2022 now. So like we just did the podcast episode on what did we do this whole past year? But your birthday, there, there's a little bit of reflection, but I like the nice, clean, full year, what did I do in 2021? Mm-hmm. Not what did I do when I was 26 years old? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's strange. I, I think I definitely maybe did some reflection. I definitely maybe. No, I, I absolutely did some reflection um, going into my 30th birthday because I think that's probably pretty common. Yeah. Um, I just feel like... It felt like I would be tw- in my 20s forever. Turns out. It doesn't happen gonna, that way. I'll submit the research. It doesn't work out that way. Shoot. Um, but I, you're right. Like since then, 
like never once been like, and now I'm 31. Can you believe it? Now I'm 32. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I, I think at some point, like you're not segmenting your year by your birthday. I mean, maybe some people do, but I well, just like, yeah. that's what I mean. Well, yeah, but I think obviously when you're young, like when you, between when you're born and like when you turn one, that's like a a big deal like that transition. But there's not a big deal for me turning 32 to 33. Like that, Mm -hmm. that's not like a phase that I should reflect on. Well, because as you get older, it's less and less and less of your life. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's true. It's literally (laughs) less of a percentage. Um, And so, but I, I think you're right. I think that's like the, uh, the turning over of like the year itself, um, I think is more compelling and more like, I don't know, maybe because everybody else is kind of thinking about it too in that same way. You know, we're all like, oh, new year, new me, or whatever yeah. that whatever that yeah. thing is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm going to try to do some of that like intentional reflection over the holidays, kind of going into 2022, ready to do something good. I try to do it somewhat frequently throughout the year, but the, just the new year provides a very nice clean break mm-hmm. between one year, the next year, and you can compartmentalize it very effectively. But I try to do it somewhat often. I still have three years until my 30th and uh, I feel pretty good about my 20 so far. I think you should. I've done. You've done some stuff, dude. done some stuff. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this yesterday. Uh, yeah. Yesterday. How many job sites do you think you went to in 2021? If I really wanted to, I could probably kind of count. It's hundreds. That's what I was going to say. Like, even if just like a straight up like ballpark, not like doing the math, but just like, I mean, like there's some maybe days less we'll, than 200, but some days we'll go to 10 job sites yeah. in, in a day. Jeez. Yeah. So it's, it's hundreds at this point. And it's, um, really, uh, Diverse. Mm-hmm. It's we've done tunnels and airports and mines. Uh, the, that jetty project was pretty. Yeah, cool. that was rad. But even um, I need to sit and like really think about what did I do this year because all the years start to blend together as mm-hmm. well. So you, it's hard to yeah. <laughs> differentiate between. Oh wow, no, that was actually last year. That wasn't this year. Mm-hmm. Remind me how long um, it's been between. The last time you were in Saudi Arabia? I went in April of 2019. 2019. Shoot. Okay. So it's been a while. Almost two years. Yeah. It was three. It was a little over a year after I started the company. I went there. Okay. Um, so. Dang. Here we are. And that's so funny because I feel like that like happened so early in the like life stage of BuildWit. Well, what's really funny is people still talk to me about it. That's what I'm saying. Man, like you, you go all over, all over the place. You, you even go, you, like you go outside of the United States too. And like, I sit there and think, true. Hmm, I haven't been out of the United <laughs> States in, in, in over two years now. Like, yeah, I, I was barely a company at that point. Yeah. But, but people still remember it. It mm-hmm. gives, I'm, I, it's, um, it's a really good life experience. We get to do some pretty incredible work. And then yeah. just from a credibility standpoint, it gives us a lot of credibility because it's, yeah. Oh wow! These guys are not only doing their craft in their "quote unquote" backyard, but people are flying them halfway around the world to do it, which is pretty cool and mm-hmm. super super humbling for me. Whenever I go over there, like, whoa! They wanted me. They could have. They had a lot of options all over the world, yeah. and they wanted some 
jack wagon kid from now Tennessee to come on out and take some pictures. Mm -hmm. Do you think the content dudes um, went to more job sites than you this year? (laughs) I don't think so. Maybe, but mm, I've been pretty consistent the whole year. That's true. You didn't really necessarily slow down in terms of going, but you probably, I mean, you're visiting more. I would say this, this is definitely true. You definitely visited more different companies. I've, and just like I've, yeah. people. Because they're focused on our partners. Yeah. And we need to do that work. But I am, right now, I'm somewhat of a free agent. Mm-hmm. I can wander wherever I'd like to wander. Um, within, within some bounds, I, I like to go visit our partners every year. Yeah. I think that's something I should do. And I just enjoy doing. They're great companies. Yeah. And sure, Wittek doesn't load with 390s or 6015s. But... Um, watching them load with their 349s and it's it's I, I think it's a lot of fun yeah and, but then I, I've also had the ability to hey I just want to go visit contractors and wow there's this 6020 out on this jetty project let me go see that and there's this 6015 on a high school job in Massachusetts let me go see that and oh I'll be in Massachusetts why don't I go see Tom the dirt ninja and um What's his name? That Jive Turkey, Pat Allen. Oh, yeah. Um, or we're in the Carolinas. Okay, we'll go visit Heath, see his scrapers, and then why don't we go visit Mr. Chris Ewins up the road? So it's just a, a lot of that. It's um, mm. I'll go to some regions for a specific reason, and then I will meander from there. Uh, but probably, I mean, now I'm starting to think, probably the coolest trip of the year was the California trip where I did two weeks yeah, that in was California. Yeah, that was pretty sick. That was... That was so cool. So and, and you cool. drove most of it, right? I, j- I drove the whole thing. Yeah. I oh, I guess. Into, yeah. Well, flew into LAX and then finished up in Sacramento mm-hmm. and flew out of Sacramento. You were all over. That was cool. And I, you know, we're talking about like the diversity of like those projects. I mean, that's certainly something that's probably going to increase for you as you kind of um, continue to fit in these like, you know, this travel and these visits into, um, you know, your work building the company. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I feel like that one was sort of like a, this like contained hyper diverse thing just because of what California has to offer from a geological perspective. And I, I worked for probably two months to design. Yeah. That I remember it was too. kind of a long time coming. It was a ton of work mm-hmm. to actually coordinate that thing. And there were so many moving pieces mm-hmm. and um, it, it, it worked out so, so, I mean, I visited a gold mine. I visited landfills, um, subdivision projects. We got to see road construction, demolition, um, all sort, all sorts of cool stuff, scrapers. And mm-hmm. it, it, it was a, a total treat. That was a really, really cool one. And it, it, uh, into 2022, it's going to be really cool. Cause I'm going to have a full year of really being a free agent. Yeah. We could charge a lot of money for me going out to visit these, these companies, but um, people, people think that I just make a bunch of money. I don't actually charge for the visits that I do actually. And, and I, I pay for all that, all the travel, everything like that, you know, Matt's salary, my salary, we just pay for that. Um, because while I could tr- charge for that and we could make the business substantial money, not make me as an individual substantial money, the, the business, and that's what people don't understand is yeah. if I charge for X amount of dollars for today, I, that money doesn't go into my 
checking account. <laughs> it goes into the business and gets chewed up before I ever see a dollar of it. Um, but instead of charging, I like to not charge because then we are free to just create however we see fit. Mm -hmm. We don't have any obligations to meet at all. Um, we can tell the story and, and make it our own story rather than make it about the company. We yeah. can make it about the company while also putting our spin on it. Mm -hmm. So it gives us a lot of flexibility, which then helps further our mission more effectively, helps further the build a brand more effectively, helps actually make us more money down the road than if we were to charge for it now. It, it's, it's fascinating that like your, your like access kind of compounds. It's like the more um, people you visit in the dirt world, mm -hmm. the more access you have to other people to visit in the dirt world, Correct. you know, which is it's so funny, Yeah, you know, cause like, you know, however many years ago when you started shooting equipment, just like, cause it was fun and you like it. Now, you know, then you started a business out of that when people were writing checks to Aaron Witt on a piece of paper. And then now you said like, when people write checks to like our company, you, you don't see any of that. Mm. It gets, you know, chewed up and distributed however it's going to. And now, you know, like you're the, the thing like you get and the thing that like, you know, build with gets on those trips is just like the access to see more cool stuff, which yeah. is like weirdly really important to like our company as a whole yeah. and you, I mean, obviously, but that's it. to like our whole thing that's just seeing that stuff is pretty wild and pretty important. So that's what I have a, pretty much a full year of yeah. that ahead of me, which I'm super, super fired Dude, up about. It's going to be great. Yeah. Dirt talk, man. I, I feel like, you know, we, the podcast recorded yesterday, um, as well as, you know, today, I think we're somewhat of a ref reflective mood. We don't always need to be. Um, we are, because sure, we have the end of the year. Um, but I, I, I got to, we, we, we completed this milestone in the business that we've been working towards for, for months now, maybe two weeks ago now. So the dust is finally settling on that and it's kicked off this new, this totally new phase of growth for the, for the company. Mm -hmm. um, and so since that wrapped up, I am definitely in a reflective mood. It, it wouldn't, it, and then which the end of the year kind of compounds it at the same time. Yeah. Cause I'd already be somewhat in a reflective mood and then that just wrapped up coincidentally at the end of the year. Yeah. So what to think about what to think about. Mm -hmm. And a lot to look forward to, too, man. I mean, yeah. shit. Um, we've got a couple questions. You wanna, is there anything else you want to talk about? Because we have a whole other episode we can talk about. No, I, let's, 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 <laughs> let's answer some questions. Let's do it, man. Yeah. All right, so this question is from Tyson. He said, <clears throat> what advice... All right, well, let me, let me preface this. This is going to start like it sounds like a bunch of other questions we've answered recently. It's mm -hmm. not. What advice would you give to a small operation to help them tell their story through digital and other means that's both effective and affordable? And then what metrics do you use to quantify that return on investment? I'm going to answer this if I started a construction company tomorrow, which I think about all the time. Yeah, it's, like, it's not like I've never thought about that before. <laughs> I, and we do have Billet Excavating Grading, sure. the world's number one yeah. um, earthwork contractor, uh, which now has a disaster response division. Officially. Saw that on there. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, so if I started a, a, a construction company, I went out and bought some, some machinery, some heavy machinery, maybe hired some guys, had a little bit going, bidding work, kind of scratching away. So I was, I was a little somewhere. I would go, uh, I would be documenting every single day. I have an iPhone. 
So I would be, I wouldn't be using a fancy camera. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, if I wanted to use a fancy camera, if I enjoyed that, I might buy a GoPro. I just bought a new GoPro, 500 bucks. They're, they're super slick, take great photos and do a lot of great video. Um, but, uh, so, so maybe, maybe I would, I would have a GoPro as well. And every single day, every single project, I would just be documenting things and it would be really shitty at first. But as I did it more on my free time, um, I would start to get better and better and better at it. Like I did when I was in construction. Uh, I had a lot going on helping to manage work, but I would have a camera and on, you know, if I had 30 minutes here or there, I'd take my camera out and photograph the operations and whatever I thought was interesting. So I'd be taking pictures of, of the project. I might even buy a drone so I can get some aerial photographs of projects. I'd be taking cool shots of our equipment on the move, some videos, taking pictures of our, our, our people, um, just talking, just, just capturing everything. <clears throat> okay, so I've been doing that for a while. I have a little bit of a library of content built up, maybe over a month or two. I would go build a website. If someone wants to work for you or work with you, they're going to Google you. You need a website. The most cost-effective way to do that as a small contractor is to either go through Squarespace or Wix. Just find a template that makes sense, drag and drop photos in there, write some words. It can be a single page. Here's who we are. And don't use, I wouldn't use the same bullshit language that everybody else uses, safety, integrity, quality. <laughs> I, would, I would tell our story um, and make it unique to us. And who are we? Why did I start the company? What do I believe in? Where am I trying to go? And here's what we do. Okay, cool. Um, so I would, I would make a very elementary website that I could eventually add on to if, if necessary. Um, and then I would start social media channels. I would start for right now. I would start for sure an Instagram. You can link Facebook to that and just post on the both of them. This exact same thing. Uh, start a LinkedIn and probably start a TikTok as well. Mm-hmm. Um, post daily videos of what the hell's going on on our job sites on, on TikTok and then start posting photos, videos on Instagram and on LinkedIn. You can, I could post the same thing on Instagram and LinkedIn. They're two somewhat different audiences. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you have the same post across the board. Um, that's one of the weird fallacies out there that, oh, it needs to be totally original content on every platform. And then a business owner is like, dude, I don't have time for that. Okay, yeah, you don't have time for that. But you can make one post a day and that's what I would do as a business owner. That's what I do as a business owner today. Mm-hmm. That's a, a required task as me as a business owner is I have to post on social media every single day, even when I don't want to, even when I have nothing to say. I have this library of images and videos that I said I just created. I'm still creating videos and in, 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 in photos every single day on our job sites. I may be even sourcing them from our people as well. If I have multiple job sites, I know I can't reach them all, but Maybe I create a group text with whoever's overseeing the job sites. And hey, once a day, I need a photo of the site, what's going on once a day. And there's companies out there that have that rule. You have to send in progress photo every single day. Okay, cool. And then that helps you with your liability and, and all sorts of others. These guys are already taking photos anyway. Yeah. Um, so that's what I would do. And then on social media, I would talk about like I've talked about so many times, I talk about the projects we have going on. I talk about the struggles. If we say we bust a hydraulic line, okay, I'm going to talk about that. 
or we get a new piece of equipment, or we get a rental piece of equipment that helped us build this job more effectively. I'm going to say, hey, thanks to Thompson Machinery, who rented me this, this 302 mini excavator. This machine was awesome. You guys are awesome. Thanks for helping us out here. I would talk about Chris, my laborer, who's just been busting his ass recently. I would show a drone photo of before and after, uh, above a basement dig we just did. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. Not crazy. Mm-mm. Pretty simple. And did I once say, oh, I would go hire an agency and spend a bunch of money with them. No, you don't have to do that. Especially as a small business owner. Mm-mm. It's a waste of money. I mean, you, 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 you could if you find the right agency that really gets it. Most of them are snake oil salesmen. I'm not a big believer in most marketing agencies. There's some great local agencies out there. Um, but most of them just don't understand dirt, don't care about dirt, um, are, are more focused on metrics and this and that. Now, and, and did I also say, oh, no, and then I would collect all of this data and be looking at my likes and impressions and SEO and this. No, that, none of that really matters. None of that really matters. Am I getting the leads I need? Yeah, that's what's funny. It's like the, you can think about like the really um, in the weeds, uh, like data that is technically available for you know, social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever. But like the two obvious ones are generally the most important. Like if you are getting the leads you need, like, yeah, that's probably pretty much the point of this. Yeah. But then also like, and I, I find this topic to be cringeworthy sometimes, but it's like, are you like getting, gaining any sort of following at all? Mm-hmm. Like at all? Is anybody following you? Is yeah, that but, number going anywhere at all? But, and even if it's not going anywhere to begin with, it's it, 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 social media, all you have to do, all you have to do is consistently tell a compelling story. That's it. That's it. There's no fucking trick. There's no data and it doesn't really matter fucking post times. And mm-hmm. this like, okay, sure. I'm sure you could optimize it here or there. And all these people talk about all these different tricks about social media and how to use the algorithm. And like, I've always been just fuck all of that. I'm just going to consistently tell a good story. I've done it for almost five years now. That's why we are where we are. Mm-hmm. That's why we currently employ 40 people. That's why we have this office in Nashville, Tennessee. That's why we work with contractors across the United States. It didn't happen overnight. It's been because we've told a consistently compelling story for five years now. There you go. There you go. Ding, 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 ding. And sure, data analytics, it provides a nice little dopamine hit. Ooh, wow, cool. This is super neat. Do we look at it? I Sure, I go on there all the time. And like, holy shit, look at how many people are listening to the podcast, for example. Mm -hmm. But does it, like we talked about on the other episode, does it really guide what we do? No, not really. We're just doing what we think is fun, telling the stories we want to tell. We... We're just talking about what we want to talk about, what we find interesting. We don't mm-hmm. go, wow, Alex, this podcast really performed well. So we need to, we need to talk more about whatever we... No, it, it's not like that. Mm-mm. I mean, yeah, that's funny with the, the trying to like make content based on the data like that. To me, has always seemed ridiculous. No, it's like social media is it, marketing. It's all it's it's similar to investing or anything like else, uh, anything like that. Everybody wants this magic fucking potion that they can drink, mm-hmm. and oh wow, automatically I'm so much better than anybody else. Even paid advertising, I think paid advertising it it helps on top of a really compelling yeah, yeah, content yeah, yeah. strategy. 
But if you're just relying on paid advertising just to that. do your work, <laughs> that's you're not building a brand. And okay, sure, it might be successful in creating you this massive following and getting you all these likes and this and that. But long term, that's going to lose, man. Yeah, there's you're, not much there. No, people. Uh, yeah. So sure, it's a tool, but that's not a strategy. That's not the end all be all. You don't have to go create. You know, spend a bunch of money to do this. And I've been more and more vocal about this. Is the whole social media thing? If you are are a business owner or just an individual these days, and you're not actively building a brand on social media, you are going to get lost. Mm -hmm. You are going to get lost. And I just told everybody in an internal podcast, everybody at this company, they're far more valuable to the company with their own online brand and presence. And they're far more valuable in the marketplace with their own brand and presence. Mm -hmm. And so, sure, maybe they want to leave BuildWit. Okay. You're way more valuable and you have way more options if you have that, that brand and presence. And if I'm choosing between two people to hire, one that has a brand and presence, one that doesn't, I'm choosing one that has a, a brand and presence 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. 10 out of 10 times. That's way more compelling, even if it has nothing to do with what we're doing. Like Claire, she does woodworking. She has this great online following with this, the woodworking community. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. And that's valuable because that says, wow, Claire knows how to tell a story. Wow, Claire knows how to build a following. Wow, Claire is passionate about something. She brings people along. So, mm-hmm. okay, you could be a business owner or you could be a laborer. I'm telling you, you're more valuable if you're sharing, if you're creating a brand for yourself. And if your company doesn't permit photo video, I don't know, be clever about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, because the world is, it out. <laughs> the world is only going one, in one direction and their lawyers and whatever their stupid rules are right now about not sharing, all of that is going away. Mm-hmm. All of that is going away. It's just, it makes me chuckle and it's only getting sillier and sillier and sillier as the world is increasingly in a faster and faster manner going in this one direction. They're still over here clinging on to the past saying, no. If you post a photo of our job sites, you're going to be fired. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? One, that's just ignorant. Everybody's already posting your job sites anyway. Yeah. Two, everybody already knows you're there because word travels a lot faster today than, than, than ever before. Three, you're just telling your people that you don't trust them. That's really all that says. And Four, you're completely limiting your exposure. Your biggest problem is probably hiring. Mm-hmm. More exposure <laughs> leads to better yeah. hiring. Yeah. <laughs> and, you're, 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 and, and you could have your people promoting your company for you at no cost to you at all. And yet, no, because you're afraid of liability. It's not that way. Um, it's going to create a better safety culture. I could go on and on and on. We've talked a lot yeah, about yeah. this. So, Man, I mean... Hopefully y'all uh, get some entertainment and like education out of that, man. I, I just feel like I love hearing you kind of lay out the specifics of that kind of stuff because I think when you look, when a lot of people look at the big picture of that, it's hard to break it down into right. What are like the manageable pieces that I can just like start today yeah. that you know can add up to what I'm trying to do? Because I, I think this would just be my guess. If someone say they've gotten, you know, a, a small excavation grading company, maybe like five, ten guys, but they don't have anything really on the internet. It's just like, well, they're able to, you know, get work in their local area. It's been okay. 
if you say, well, you need, you need to have a, a strong online presence. To me, that sounds pretty intimidating. Yeah. And so I, I think when you're, the way you're talking about it, it's like, okay, well, you got to start somewhere. So start in the easiest way possible. It's supposed to be easy. It's supposed yeah. to be fun. Make it fun. Not supposed to be a chore. And, and honestly, if you're a business owner, you're not doing this. That's fine. You don't have to do it. You're going to be just fine. You'll, 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 you'll do okay. But I'm telling you, there's going to be people that come along that get it and they're going to kick the shit out of you. Yeah, those run you over. And, and that is only big. We are just seeing the very, very tip of the iceberg right now, but you will get beat. There's no question about it. You can't just lurk around in the shadows anymore and build a successful company over 40 years, the next 40 years. There's just no, there's just no way. There's no way. Well, you know, we've talked a lot about just like from a technological perspective, the dirt world is, you know, a couple of years behind maybe other industries. And so I, I think an interesting um, example of another industry that had this sort of like technological um, change where some companies did not adopt and others did is... Um, when Blockbuster refused to buy Netflix, yeah. they said, we're not interested. Um, and then like they got run over and put out of business by Netflix. I'm, I'm telling you, there's these old school companies. If they don't get on board, they will get run over. Like, to me, like, that's what I'm thinking about is, you know, it's, it's, it is still working right now for the most part. Mm -hmm. It's working very well. But the, the, the companies who don't adopt technology in all kinds of ways, but the internet is one of them and a very important one. Yeah. But you know, like we've had people that come on talking about like, you know, there are, there are companies who like still kind of bristle at like GPS and yeah. things like that. And it's like, it's fine right now, but eventually like those, those kinds of companies cannot perform the work as well as other companies that mm -hmm. have adopted that. That's like part of their culture. That's part of like the stuff they do. Um, and so I, now you're right. Just like the the sooner, um, you know, companies in our industry like adopt that kind of stuff, the sooner they're like with the rest of the world in terms of technology. Like that's only a good thing. That's only that's like really the only way to kind of stay um, ahead of kind of where the future is going. Well, and even um, like Garrett Wilson's a good example. Mm -hmm. So he posts. He has a company page. Yeah. He posts on social media about what the heck he's doing, and he educates people. Um, he's fine on a get work side of things. He, he has all he the work. Really he has all the work he, he can, he can do mm -hmm. from a just word of mouth standpoint. He has no desire to, to grow. He has no desire to hire people. Well, okay. So what's the value of him being on social media? Well, he's still educating people. He's still inspiring the next generation. He's still making the dirt world a better place. He's giving back to the community, giving back to the industry. That's super important. We need as many people as we can telling as many stories as we can about this industry because that's how we inspire the next generation. So there's still value there. Even mm -hmm. if you don't want to go scale the hell out of your company or go hire a bunch of people, there's still a lot of value there. Excuse the uh, reversed pun or the reversed cliche, but he's kind of like putting his mouth where his money is. It's like he doesn't have to talk about the work he's doing. He could just be like, well, this is, this is my job and I don't, I don't need to you know, be on the internet in order to get the kind of work that I'm getting, the kind of work that I want to do. Yeah. But like, as, uh, as prickly as that guy can be in certain things, like his, his conversation has been fascinating and that is like stuffed with knowledge and wisdom. Yeah. And like he, that dude cares about that. He cares about like talking about the dirt world to people who give a shit. Well, there's a, there's a lot of people like that in the yeah. dirt world and, but they just live under their little fucking rocks right now. And it's like, okay, well, man, we have this workforce problem. Oh, well, 
I wonder why. Because <laughs> nobody's talk, talking about it. Nobody talked about this yeah. world. So, what do you expect? Um, well, thanks, Tyson, for reaching out and asking that question. Um, can I ask him a? Uh, well, I have a question just based on some things you said, mm-hmm. and I apologize if this is a uh, a stupid question, but um, say a say a contractor's out working on a big project. Can another contractor like somehow muscle the first contractor off the project? Or is like that is basically the contract is what protects that contractor from doing that. Like, could they go to whoever needed the work done and say, Hey, we can actually finish it for cheaper than whatever they're charging you for the rest of it. Um, so government jobs, no, you can't do that. Uh-huh. There's laws sure. regarding government jobs. Public jobs are a little bit more of like the wild, wild west, but that's that's super rare unless there's just total lack of performance. If there's total lack of performance, they're kicked off and then another company's brought in. Mm-hmm. But it's it's they already went through that process. They already put it out to bid. They already talked to multiple contractors. They already saw where the market's at. Uh, and then they have a contract with that individual. I'm I'm sure it happens all the time, mm-hmm. but it's quite quite rare. And if you're a general contractor or just a a bigger contractor that subs out work, and you're you're, you're doing that to people, mm-hmm. you're not going to get subcontractors to bid for you anymore, and your company's not going to be around. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's kind of an, an ethical um, and just like vibes issue with that if that's what you're like known for is doing that kind of stuff word travels fast yeah yeah so if you're a shithead contractor it's it'll catch up with you one day so you're saying if you uh treat people poorly and try to undercut uh everyone at all at all costs at all times it might not work out for you long term Mm -hmm. Hmm. It, it it sometimes they'll what's more common is potentially they'll put work out to bid go see what subs can do take their numbers and then sometimes they just self-perform it so they'll go shop around yeah and see what see where the market's at with oftentimes the intention of just doing it themselves so all the subs you'll spend this time and energy giving them these numbers Mm -hmm. to go bid a project that and then they're just like never (laughs) really intended to go award in the first place yeah and so you and, and so as a subcontractor you need to be aware of that you need to be wary of who you're bidding to in the first place because there could be, or um, there are subs that just keep bidding work and you need to look at, have you actually won anything with the company you're bidding work to? You've submitted 20 bids and you haven't won a job yet. And they've self-reformed all of them? Well, well, or they're just awarding it to other people or whatever yeah. it is. Maybe stop bidding work to them. That's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for answering that. I feel like there's, you know, we, we talk about so many, I mean, just dirt world things in general on here, but I, there are some like, um, basic mechanics of just like how that stuff gets gets going that I, I I have a lot of questions about. So thanks for digging into that, man. I, I do my best. I don't know much, but I try to answer it from at least my understanding. Sure. Um, well, I think that is a Monday uh, Dirt Talk episode, my friend. Super. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Yeah. If you uh, liked the episode or like what we got going, feel free to share it. Review us on iTunes. Please. If you listen on Apple Podcasts. That's a big, big help if you could take five minutes out of your day to, to submit a review. Uh, give it whatever amount of stars you want to give it. If it sucks, 
sure. <laughs> you know, a review is a review. Yeah. I don't care what, what you review us as. Um, so that would be super helpful. Share it. If you have questions, dirttalkability.com. With that, we'll see you on the next episode. Stay dirty, everybody. Thanks, y'all.